I'm actually less afraid of violence happening if Trump wins because I am less I'm mm. I don't think that the Black Lives Matter people are as likely to shoot me. <laughs> Biden is a non-existent entity. It's this is just Trump versus Trump people versus everyone else. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty much it. Either either of these guys winning, uh, it's a horrible future. The big hormone enneagram. Hi, I'm John Lukovich, uh, sexual self-president with Bioling 458 Trifix. Hi, I'm David Gray, self-pres sexual 9 with 1974 Trifix. What up, it's Emika, I'm an 8 wing 7, sexual self-pres with 854 fixes. Hi, I'm Nancy, I am a self-pres social 3 wing 4 with a... If you like our podcast, guys, make sure you go like and subscribe us on the Apple Podcast app. And if you really like us, you should definitely leave us a review. Yeah, I feel like we got to talk about um, the elephant in the room. Yeah, I think the next couple of weeks uh, we're going to be dealing with the aftermath of this election. So it might be good to address it now. I, I'm completely disassociated, so I have energy for literally nothing. I'm like <laughs> floating around in a cloud of like. What's your worry, though, Nancy? Uh, <laughs> Shooting in the streets or that kind of shit? No, not so much, because, you know, I, I always dreamed I'd go down in a pile of bullets. But um, I think my fear is that Trump's going to get reelected and um, the America as a land, like the land will get destroyed. Yeah. So, like, you know, um, national parks will get destroyed and that kind of stuff. Like, that's my fear. Yeah. Which is a random fear to have. But like, no, I think it's one of the most valid fears I've heard, because I don't think we're going to have I don't think he's got like like, let's say he refuses to relent office. Like, I don't even know what that would look like or mean. But I I found out today what that would look like. Uh, What would that look like? So there's a video on YouTube by Vance Jones. If anybody wants to look it up. explaining what happens when a presidential candidate refuses to concede and it's built into the constitution it's just like you know one of those precedents that if like it's built on like decency where if it looks like you're not going to get the 270 electoral votes you concede but if you don't there what we don't understand what most people don't understand is that um there the part where we do the voting that's like the first stage of the election process there are all these other stages that because a candidate concedes defeat, uh, concedes the, um, the election, that those become formalities, like the, like the actual delegates. Um, so there's like two or three other stages that if Trump refuses to concede, uh, and there's a very good chance that he uh, he'll refuse to so concede. The concession is almost the central thing. Rather than the concession is important because it makes those other the other later uh, stages of the election a formality, but they are important. But it's just like kind of like, um, kind of like a he explained like a baseball game. Like just say like a baseball game is thirteen innings, but if in a ninth inning, if it was clear that you wouldn't be able to win the game, then the right thing to do is like one team goes out there and says we we're just gonna bow out right now. 
But let's just say that a team decided they weren't going to do that, and they decided to play out the last 13 innings, uh, all the 13 innings, and fight all the way to the end. Then it becomes a problem because the concession is a big deal because it prevents the two sides from like riding in the streets. Like it could be a huge, um, like civil unrest. Like uh, um, months that could, of it too. Right? Yeah, that could rage on for months while that those you know those stages take till like mid January up until the nice. inauguration. So it's not, we don't know about those stages because. But it doesn't mean that he would stay in the office, right? Like he wouldn't get to stay. Well, here's the thing. This the problem is, is, yeah, I mean, this, he kind of would have to in a way. This, his, this is the scary part is that it's built in the constitution that if um, he wants to con- not refuse to concede and they, uh, it could eventually go to get to the point where it's in the Congress, which nullifies what we did, the public vote. And it's just like a bunch of delegates have to decide who the next president will be. And so it's, it can, it's, 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 it's a difficult path, but it's a path that can just stall time and can actually nullify the, can nullify the, uh, the popular vote by the people. If it gets to that point. This is the shit that has blown my mind for the past four years is there are so many things that the public just and and really like the people in the government don't even really know exist because we've never had a president that doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. We, like, so there's so many times when we're like, oh, well, that's not allowed. Right. And they're like, no, it's actually allowed. We've just never had a guy do it. And in 2000. I don't know if you guys, you guys remember with the Gore versus Bush election, it came down to a recount in Florida and the Supreme Court mm-hmm. ruled. And that's why, you know, they've been rushing. Uh, what's her face? Yeah, because they want to stuff the Supreme Court with uh, with conservative judges so that if it comes down to it, that they can. Yep. They can. Uh, but it's it's wouldn't step out. <laughs> but I just realized that it's just more than that. It's it's if you refuse to concede, you can fight all the way up until January, because that's how long it takes to actually finalize the election. And it could come to a point where he's like the Congress decides who the next president will be, because that's, that's the process that's never happened before. And is it uh, the Senate or is it the house or both the house, the house, Okay. the house will select delegates that then vote um, for uh that's that, ridiculous. And and it's like, how the fuck do I? We're just finding out about this. Yeah, now. how do we not know about this? Well, it shows like, us how, how fucking our system is like not for us. Yeah, you know, like all these things that are supposed to be written off as like checks and balances are really just ways to uh, keep up basically down. like keep the ball out of the people's hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's unlikely to happen, but it's like this is how a coup could happen. A coup could happen in America. Because politics is just basically based, a lot of politics is based on decency, which right, this man which doesn't have. We don't, yeah, we don't have an <laughs> office anymore, so it's a fucking problem. Right, so. most people would be embarrassed to uh, not concede, you know, right. like. Most people wouldn't process. want to be impeached and stay in the office. Like, I'm fully shocked that you can be an impeached president and still run for office. Like, yeah. <laughs> why is there not a law about that? The only thing I'm concerned about in terms of 
everything is just <laughs> when is Literally. government money is government money going to continue coming into my account? No. So, the answer is so, no. So so in terms of like a Biden win, the only thing I can think of if the, the Dem, Democrats flip the House and the Senate or flip the Senate is they could actually put together some kind of stimulus package bill or something uh, soon. Because other than that, like, we're fucked um, in terms of anyone getting aid from the government. That's about it. Um, Because there's going to be mayhem in the streets regardless. But I'm just thinking in terms of how long is it going to take to get some some actual a bill signed that puts money in people's pockets. That's it. Do y'all do y'all do y'all see shit going down in the streets? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like I, <laughs> yeah. part of part of the reason I am I normally am like everybody take the streets or we'll go to the streets kind of guy. Part of what my I don't know cynicism or my my like I'm not. I think that there could be like some MAGA shooter types or something, mm-hmm. but like. You know, most uh, places are so divided, like mm-hmm. that. You know, have mega cities and blue cities, basically. You know, like, all, and and I don't feel like I feel like um, I feel like Trump doesn't have the like he's got a lot of support, but it's it's like very dumb and scattershot, and it's not like he doesn't have like a lot of the um, institutional. I don't know, like legitimacy and support, I think that would, would require, like, I don't know. I, I just also, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn because also like, like people would not fight for Biden. And I don't think Biden would fight for Biden, like, because Biden doesn't really stand for anything and nobody's that excited about him as a person. And he's not offering anything. He's not like, I will get you your benefits. You know, he's not saying he's, he's signaling almost anything the opposite. Like, yeah, don't expect it's, much. It's not even about him at this point. It's right. just, yeah. it's, it's just, just about uh, tr- not Trump. Yeah, it's just Trump versus, you know, basically what I've seen is Trump people, MAGA people versus people holding up Black Lives Matter signs. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of a thing. So it's like Biden is a non-existent entity. It's this is just Trump versus Trump people versus everyone else. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And I will say, like, I, I was just I was just having this conversation with Brian like a few hours ago. Um, we were saying that we were really worried about Richmond as a whole because we are the you know capital of the Confederacy, um, but we're really, really blue. Yeah, that's what Richmond is. It's the capital Jesus. of the Confederacy. <laughs> yeah, it's fu- it's fucking ridiculous. Um, so we're but we're a really blue city. Um, but twenty minutes outside of the city, in any direction, you'll get. MAGA all around like we're surrounded by red and people from outside of the city come into the city to protest so like and that's what we've been seeing over the past couple of days is these people from like Goochland and Hanover County and like all the Mechanicsville all these fucking people that drive giant ass trucks and wear MAGA hats come into the city and shoot up streets and cars and people um but they aren't like so because it's such a weird kind of combination of blue and red in our city it's gotten really bad i feel like so like most maga people see themselves as law and order types you know yeah but they aren't they aren't but that's (laughs) how they see themselves and so like i can't imagine them uh like having some kind of free-for-all writing like most of them um are cowards no 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 that's that's not what's been happening i don't know if you've been looking at social media like i don't know seen the, the the trucks the, the the fucking 
brigade brigade of tr uh, mega trucks on the road like terrorizing people and shooting people or um blocking like, traffic running blocking traffic. Oh, no, I, I saw something of that but i didn't i didn't pay attention. it's it's yeah, it's, it's really I, it's i'm not concerned but i know no. that shit is happening for sure yeah. a lot of shit is happening and people are posting all types of videos of trucks and trucks of mag and the mag crazy mag people just going crazy on the roads just yeah they're like running um, people off the roads oh really where yeah, yeah. Texas. so I was, shit go is gonna ahead. go down shit is definitely gonna go down when um regardless of what happens i'm expecting some fucking violent shit to go down on the streets because it's already happening i'm actually less afraid of violence happening if trump wins because i am less i'm I don't think that the Black Lives Matter people are as likely to shoot me <laughs> yeah. as the Trump supporters are. Well, I mean, the Black Lives Matter people don't, like, don't give a fuck about Biden. Like, because mm -hmm. Biden, like, it's, like, I'm always driven crazy by all the people with, like, ha Black Lives Matter and their fucking bios, and then they're all like, support Biden, the incarceration yeah. candidate. Like, yeah, yeah. and then Kamala Harris. <laughs> yeah, they're like, they don't represent the Cop. same thing, and so, like, you know, but what you got, uh, like, like mo like the most diehard Biden supporters are like fairly wealthy liberals or managerial class liberals, and they're not going to throw down, you know. <laughs> right, right. One thing that would be a bad scenario for, I mean, for Trump supporter violence would be is if it looks on. I mean, and this is probably what's going to happen is if it looks like Trump wins tomorrow, but then he doesn't. and then it changes in about five days to biden winning then that totally like quote unquote legitimizes their concerns about voter fraud and shit yeah, yeah especially since all the liberals are voting by mail because we don't want to fucking die yeah. Yeah. yeah 90 million people have already voted early yeah. and so you would imagine that most of the people that vote tomorrow um the majority or there's going to be more conservative or republican voters tomorrow and so there's a very good chance that, I mean, they're saying, they're projecting that there's a very good chance that Biden is going to have a, a significant lead by tomorrow night and that they can project that he's going to be the winner. But there's also a pretty good chance that they won't be able to do that. And it's going to be yeah. a week. And, you know, Trump's going to get out there and declare victory if that's the case. And, and then that's when fucking mayhem is going to begin because it's not going to, if that's what happens um, and Trump's not going to concede, and Biden eventually wins, which is, that's what I expect to happen. But it, he wins because of, you know, the count of, you know, takes a week to, or five days to count uh, all these early Like it always votes. does. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that means that we're going to be in this for the next two month or two months of just this bullshit because they're going to fight but, it, you know. Other thing, too, is tomorrow is the very end last day of mercury retrograde oh shit oh, yeah. <laughs> the, very, oh, yeah. the very first day Great. and the very last day are the worst because it's when mercury's it's as if mercury is standing still and that and that's the that's the wrong energy for mercury right like mercury is bing 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 right, right. it's fast and so uh, and so it almost certainly means that there's going to be reversals, right? From whatever it appears tomorrow, it's it's going to change at some point after. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. does suck. That's a good yeah. time. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I 2016 was a disaster and a shock, and 
there's a part of me that um is sort of like accepted that trump could win again but uh, like all indications show that that's even less likely than it was in 2016 so there's a part of me that's like come on man like four years of this you're still telling me that you're gonna have enough people in this fucking country that still think he should he should get another term like i i refuse to accept that (laughs) there (laughs) is like the teensiest part of me that really believes that biden's gonna win but is so afraid to actually believe it (laughs) because of what happened last time yeah (laughs) like just soul crushing He's ahead. He's got a comfortable lead. It's, lead. it's almost 10 points. And so they're saying that in order for Trump to win, that the polls would have to be way more, way off than they were in 2016, which, by the way, we're still on a lot of polls, still within the error of margin, uh, margin of error in a lot of the state by state polls. Yeah. So it's it's a long shot. But anything's possible. I just I just have a hard time believing that after four years of this bullshit, that people still think after this year, after all the bullshit and all the people that have died and how much of a disaster this year is like, you want this guy in charge of what happens to us (laughs) in terms of coronavirus. Like we still got another year and a half at least of dealing with this shit. So I just I have a really hard time believing that that's that's going to be the case. I was on my bicycle yesterday. And passed by the biggest uh, country and western dance hall in San Antonio, <laughs> and and there was a big MAGA uh, rally there, the Trump train they called it, yeah. and it was packed, and it was all just everything you'd expect to see, you know, the flag waving and signs and everybody honking horns and cops, and and it and there was a there were cars that were blocking the highway that were all like part of it as well and it was stacked up so thick and so heavy with trump supporters that you know there was an area of highway that i've never seen at a standstill ever in you know my whole life and it was just packed with trump people yeah and it was it was so weird to see you know you know it's it's part well just typical american to me, it's like, oh, it's kind of this thing on TV, right? <laughs> you know? Yeah, like but, it doesn't feel like, real. Yeah, but like you see it. And I mean, I'm right on the sidewalk right next to him, right? And and just, and passed them two different times going out and coming back. And they were still there, you know, four hours later or whatever it was. And it was like, man, this is a fucking trip. And news cameras everywhere. And wow, this is actually happening. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know if I can. I, I'm I'm already negative and cynical about this country. I just I can't accept that 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 we're gonna get for. I just can't accept that. I mean, <laughs> just, yeah, I just can't like, accept. Biden's our, already bad enough. Like, yeah. come on, man. Like, <laughs> seriously, our country is gonna go to shit if he wins again. <laughs> I mean, like, and like I said at the beginning, like our our land is going to go to shit. Like. It, uh, the amount of fucks he gives about national parks kills me because there's none. And it's just, mm, it drives me insane because I just talked to someone online and they were like super pro national parks. Like they hike and camp all the time. And they said they're pro Trump. And I was like, let me fucking break this down for you. <laughs> you do not understand. And I think that's like 90% of Trump supporters is they just don't understand what he's about. 
They just know that he hates the same people that they hate and they're down with that. Yeah. Yeah. As far as the land thing, I mean, you'd lose, you know, with another four years of him, you'd lose, you know, um, whatever proactivity, so to speak, on environmental yeah, stuff or whatever. But I, mean, I don't. We're already but, out of the Green Deal. Right. Exactly. And and so there'd be complete stall out as there has been on all of that stuff. But there's not. I I would not expect there to be because of the virus, especially for there to be like a bunch of suddenly new oil and gas projects for one thing. Just coming from that industry mm -hmm. because i mean there's not there's not because of the virus there's not much oil and gas being sold on a relative relatively speaking right and so well, there's not there's not new projects there's not much money the price of oil is low there's not that makes the money not available the big you know one percent in wall street that throws money into the oil business isn't it's not profitable right so the money's not going to come in for that well, that's good. Interesting. Favorite thing about uh, like Trump supporters is the way that they sort of uh, see Trump as like this, like somehow like a masculine heroic figure. <laughs> who, when he's like the most effete, fancy boy, who's like yep. still upset that Anna Winter didn't invite me to the uh, to the Vanity Fair party. You know, <laughs> like uh, wow, like, you do a really good Trump. <laughs> <laughs> like I just, I was like. Just even just like before I got on this call, like saw this guy posting this sort of like Trump in front of a like a train with a storm behind him and oh, looking, yeah. you know, it was like <laughs> looking like really heavy and thoughtful. And it's like you, like, I don't, I just, yeah, I can't even fathom it. Like I don't know. That's you see, what, I think he he looks up to to Putin a lot, and Putin sets himself at least in, in the Russian media. He does, he has a he has a photographer that follows him around and and has these you know funny ass like photo ops that he creates for himself like him doing tough stuff or wrestling with judo players or you know just out in nature like being a strong man and and people eat that shit up like mm -hmm. people really like i don't know just like this hyper masculine hero of some sorts that um i think we talked about on the maybe it was a head type call or or maybe it was a gut call that um you know six is six is really like you know attached to these strongman uh type eight characters and that's how dictators like hitler like how the fuck does that even happen like people think that how would a hitler regime come you know come to be but it happens on micro levels it's still happening today <laughs> it's like you want a guy like this who's uh you know type eight I'm the big man who's gonna just 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 follow me and and do whatever I say. People he brings you know. in that Michael teachings thing too of like oh he's yeah the king king archetype. yeah that's another aspect of this that uh, I might have mentioned before is that it doesn't matter what Trump says because the archetypal energy that he's coming with not just that that he's an eight but he has a very strong king archetype and so. You could turn and turn mute the TV and just see him on a lineup with other candidates. He just looks like the guy. Like this is the guy that you're supposed can, to. Can to you follow. say more about the king from the Michael teachings perspective? So, like Michael teachings is describing um, the archetype of a soul, and so 
different souls is a progression. There's seven soul archetypes, and it starts from uh, what they call an ordinal soul, which is like a very uh, low-key one-to-one versus a cardinal role, which is much more um, external and compressed. And so you have what they call inspirational roles, which are warm and about inspiration and, you know, getting people to move like the priest and the server. And so the server is the ordinal low-key version and the priest is the cardinal, like uh, like John is an example of a priest role. And if you've ever seen John, he has a very intense, you know, energy and he galvanizes people to there's like a higher awareness and that kind of shit. And then you have the action roles, which is the warrior, which is the ordinal low-key version and then the king, which is the cardinal. And so the king is like the exalted, you know, um, the most compressed role. And uh, so around a king, you it's like someone who has really galvanizing energy around action, like large-scale action. But on an archetypal level, it's like people look at that archetype and they just know. You don't have to say anything about archetypes. You just you see an archetype, you just know what it is, uh, that this person has a regal energy. And Trump is really... Um, really crass and all these things, but for some reason, people assume that he's supposed to be, you know, CEO, whatever. And that's part of like he has a very strong. And so the king archetype has kind of like a, um, I don't want to say how do you describe like I think David might have might be a king archetype. So whatever you think about, if you've ever seen a picture of David, like. Uh, there's a certain kind of uh, sharp quality in the eyes, but also um, pretty solid uh, energy about it. It's very compressed, but solid uh, physical energy that people really respond to. And so, I mean, David's talked about how a lot of people just project as a nine, just project, assume that, you know, he should be the leader of things. And that's what that, that's what that energy archetypally feels like to a lot of people so that's part of why i've always said david is my king (laughs) (laughs) david's my daddy so (laughs) what kind of archetype am i i have to look again but i think you have some mix of uh warrior artisan and sage but i gotta Mm -hmm. i gotta look closely i'm gonna send a link because i want all of you guys to get channeled um but i think you probably probably a warrior artisan something like that Cool. Um, and warrior is pretty like focused, productive, and and um, I mean it's kind of the stereotype of three, but I think <laughs> it makes it's, sense. The, it's the one that kneels right in front of the king. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> On her knees, directly yeah. in front of the king. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> right at crotch height. Emika, may or yours? may not have the penis. I, in so yeah. when I got my chart, I was like, "Fuck this," because mine was server, and I was like, "Ugh." <laughs> 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 That was like five years ago, and I didn't even I didn't even take a good look at it. Uh, but server is the most is the most low key role, and uh, I think over the years I started to realize that. I mean, people meet me and they they don't even they are surprised to find out that I'm an eight because I have very soft energy. But um, there's a lot more to it than just like server role. Uh, I'm sage cast, and I have a scholar. So my my three top archetypes are uh, server, scholar, and sage. And, and, but I have, um, there's a thing called, he also, they also channel how much male energy versus female energy that you have. So a lot of times that, you know, roles that are low key, if you have a lot of male energy, it can seem really intense. And so I have a lot of 
male energy and I have like pretty harsh um, overleaves. So just, I, it just expanded my thinking on like how all the different ways that just saying what someone's role is doesn't really give you a full picture. For example, Vladimir Putin is a server role. And so like one of the worst people on planet earth is a server role. So what does that, what does that actually mean? It means like um, the server role is, is the, is an inspiration role, uh, but it's really low key and behind the scenes. And so on the low end, it can be really manipulative and controlling from, from a very um, underhanded kind of way, uh, which anybody who knows me, it's like, I'm not, I don't really do a lot for people and like doing stuff for people, but like in certain situations, I'm the guy that handles like the That's crisis. True. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. Behind you know, the scenes. Yeah. Uh, behind the scenes that like, you know, make sure certain things happen. It's usually for like the benefit of, um, you know, my people or whatever, like, right. you know, this, this yeah, is yeah. gonna, this is gonna be good for everybody. And so we need to sort mm-hmm. of do this. And so it's been blowing my mind because I mean, I rejected it, but I went back and looked and really, you know, looked into it and, uh, he was right. Like my whole, everything in my chart was correct. And, uh, you know, I have a chief feature of stubbornness, which should tell you a lot. It took me five years to, to, uh, um, come around to a lot of stuff, which is, yeah. So I, I've just been, my mind's been blown, but I, I think, uh, um, yeah, I want all you guys to do yours. Cause I, I, I want to one, see if my skills are any good, but I think it's really worth discussing in terms of, uh, it's just another very profound way of, of looking at personality. Uh, and also just essence, like, you know, what your essence is trying to, to, to be. I mean, I'm open to, I don't, you know, I don't know much about this, but everything you said is very intriguing, but, uh, so before we kind of like, like, I want to hear a little bit more about Michael teachings. Cause I, you know, as before we started recording, we started talking about how this might be something that we do some episodes on. Yeah. Um, but one of the things I want to say too, that is sort of. I've I've been sort of blackpilled in terms of um, whether like people might be people are usually shocked when I say that like if Biden wins or Trump wins like to to, to me I don't see as big a distinction uh, as a lot of people do in terms of if mm-hmm. they win because mm-hmm. um, Trump is this horribly destructive force but my action one of my bigger fears. Um, and and something that I think has been panning out already is I see uh, liberals and people who are otherwise uh, prone to be activated to do something that, that would be in line, like that I would call good or in line with my values might make them just complacent. Um, going back to brunch is like the kind of the, the online joke that's been going around about liberals mm. just want to get back to brunch to check out. <laughs> feel yeah. like go home. I haven't seen that one. That's funny. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I think that's a very real fear, like a very real possibility that um, Trump is destructive and evil um, and, uh, you know, just destroying things left and right. But he's at least galvanizing some kind of energy. And I'm, you know, part of the, the heartbreak of the last four years is that I have not seen liberals seriously soul search about why they lost in 2016. And mm-hmm. what systems are going on that, like, you know, they did exactly the same 2016 thing without learning anything and pr- putting Biden in the front seat. Mm-hmm. Horrible neoliberal candidate and police state and all this kind of other shit. 
um, and, and a shitty human being, you know, despite yep. all the, he's got character, he has no character, but no. <laughs> I see him uh, putting liberals to sleep. And, but what I like after the last debate between he and Trump, um, I read that support of banning fracking amongst liberals went from like 64, 65% to 49% because Biden made the promise not to ban fracking. Wow. The global uh, environmental meltdown and raging, you know, fires. And the, the rationale liberals give is that, oh, but he needs to say that in order to win Pennsylvania, but most Pennsylvanians are against fracking too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, he's just sort of telling you where he stands in terms of the environment and how seriously he takes it. So it's like, he's not going to do much to make the environment better. And yeah, he might not be as actively suppressant of it, but the idea that he is doing something when he's not can also like really dampen all the transformative energy that come out. So it's like either, either of these guys winning, uh, it's a horrible future. Yeah. I, 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 I agree think- with you, but I'm going to say that I don't think, I think people are assuming that if we just get rid of Trump, get him out of office, then this Trump nightmare comes to an end. I don't think that's true because what do you think just because he's taken out of office doesn't mean the Trump movement comes to an end. Like he still has his Twitter. He's still he's a former president and technically he can run again in four years and win. If so it's I don't believe that the nightmare comes to an end because he still has his platform. He still has his followers. You think he's gonna stop is he gonna stop doing his rallies? I don't think so. <laughs> there's uh in the background there's supposedly rumblings of you know US military activity around China. And okay. I think there would be a better chance of a war with China if Biden was in. Oh, yeah. Right. And I so, yeah. yeah. I mean, Biden's already signaling uh, or he's been referencing earlier in the year uh, another coup in Venezuela. You know, it's like, hmm. yeah. like, yeah. I'm so fucking sick of American imperialism, you know, and like, yeah, yeah. like the. Democrats have been just as bad as the Republicans in terms of that shit. And like, totally, you know, I mean, again, Trump fucking sucks, but uh, he hasn't escalated war that mm-hmm. much, you yeah. know, like yep. he's been kind of cautious about it, actually, not because out of any goodness of his heart or anything, but just uh, he could really have fucked shit. I mean, the Soleimani thing almost fucked us, but like, uh, Biden's already been signaling like opposition to Iran and like fucking, I mean, I, th- I think a lot of the, the Russiagate stuff, uh, was largely, um, you know, this like, oh, we're secretly being attacked, uh, in a way that only intelligence agencies know about and can see and can verify. And, you know, meanwhile, a uh, fucking Bloomberg was pumping so much fucking money into online presence and and you know digital manipulation and all this kind of shit and didn't leave a mark even though the russians supposedly you know hacking all this shit it's like it, you know it was just the the fever for a long time and i'm not saying russia didn't do anything but it, it just became russia was the new boogeyman and it and it got liberals to be declaring that they're in fucking war with like morgan freeman was declaring you know said we're at war with russia and it's like who does, who's that serving like who is it serving to get people generally, gen, generally feeling oppositional to these like other powerful countries? And like, you know, I don't know. I'm I'm very just cynical of the whole thing. 
And I, I don't really buy, you know, the vast majority of all these different narratives. Like, I think that there's a lot of different fragmented uh, actors. They're kind of just doing all these different manipulations of information. And then we're like, oh, but these are the ones doing the manipulations of information, but not these guys. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's going on on many more layers and people I think are generally willing to recognize. They're like, oh, this is, these are the good guys doing this. This is the bad guys. But I don't know. There's, there's so much confusion and shit. I think Bernie was our last hope, honestly. Yeah. For real. I mean, yeah. I got really depressed after Bernie dropped out just because I was like, these fucking liberals are, are uh, you know, incremental market-based technocratic solutions that are just alienating people even further and driving, you know, us further yep. into alienation and, and desperation. And, and if we're, if, like, if, if COVID keeps going and the economic crisis worsens, and liberals or the Democrats get into power or whatever are not willing to uh, at least even stand for like getting money into the hands of people or some major economic uh, revival for common ordinary people like that, I think, will create a, a, a reaction that will bring us closer to fascism than anything Trump ever did, because mm. um, when you get desperate, poor people that have no. You know, it's like during the the, the Great Depression, um, things were so bad that the the Democrats, which were not really had nothing left, it was more regional rather than like liberal conservative. Uh, it helped. The, the Great Depression meant that uh, Democrats could pivot to the left and make the green the the, the New Deal. Um, and if the de- if the Democrats, which are seen currently as the legitimate uh, uh, institutional opposition to not only the Republicans, but also just like fascist tendencies. If they're not able to meet the moment, I think we're going to get like full on fucking eco-fascist militia movements. And so like mm-hmm. Biden could like, my, I, have, I have a lot of fears about if Biden uh, is in and the complacency that can happen and where like the threat of right-wing terrorism, right-wing fascism is not taken seriously enough. And there's not enough just alleviation of general cultural and social suffering uh, that it can create this like really reactionary, insane movement, you know, um, because without left wing populism, you're going to get, you know, which would be some sort of form of of, of social relief. You're going to get right wing populism and it's going to get fucking ugly. Yeah, no, I don't see a, I don't see <laughs> I don't see a future that turns out well either way. Uh, the only thing I can point to is that there are certain areas that maybe a Biden win could stop the bleeding, but I'm not, I'm not too confident that um, the Democrats give a fuck about making sure regular people have money during this crisis. That's like the most immediate thing. Like, do these people, do they actually give a fuck about making sure that the average person has enough money, unemployed people have enough money. And I'm not even sure because not talking about it, you know? Yeah. And, And so that's the part that worries me is, um, is that going to happen if Biden wins? Um, because I already know that the Democrats are just as likely to, more likely, you know, than than Trump is to get us involved in some bullshit war, um, even now. And so, yeah, I, yeah, I, I think right now the only galvanizing thing for the left is just fuck Trump. But, I, yeah, it, it's the next four years I don't think are a good thing, and I think even the Democrats having control um, over the next four years, 
I think it could swing back the other way just as hard and maybe someone even more competent than Trump was because I don't think this Trump movement is going anywhere and they're going to need a new galvanizing force. Maybe it's Trump again in four years. Astrology I've seen from a couple different astrologers um, indicates something along the line of this literally being the last election. (laughs) (laughs) This is the end. (laughs) This is the end. Well, so, and the mean, what the, I think what, what, what's intended there is that a whole new system Mm -hmm. comes in, you know, either because of chaos or something, right? Just extreme chaos and revolution over the next three to four years or something. Anyway. I, I, I'm so hopeless either way, whoever wins, like, I'd have no reason to hope. I like, I, I had that kind of mourning period this summer of just, it really did feel like, uh, Bernie was the last uh, politician that could galvanize a real sense of how to um, bring a, a combination of climate and economic justice to people. And uh, instead, the vote blue, no matter who freaks, had to push uh, the worst, most senile, most right-wing candidate and who nobody actually cares about. Uh, against a guy with a cult following who i mean it's just i don't know it's just so dark and depressing and i don't know people listening might be like what how can you compare biden and trump and it's like mm-hmm. you know <laughs> easily. uh yeah we easily in, in in more ways than uh might seem immediately apparent but also just in terms of what what are, like what does anybody think biden's gonna fight for mm-hmm. what do they think he's gonna stand for what is you know like He's he's hardly he hardly left his home to uh, have a campaign, you know. Mm-hmm. He he's he's got all the he's his cabinet potential cabinet lists are full of Republicans and neocons. Uh, the Lincoln Project is this completely dumb fucking thing where these never Trump neocons are trying to rebrand themselves to be accepted by liberals, and it's working pretty well. And so it's just a Trojan horse for like right wing reactionary austerity it's just it's just turning the democratic party into uh yeah this like like right-wing uh economically right-wing party that just is dumping all the religious fundamentalists that the republican party has and there's going to be absolutely no left wing like i don't consider liberal left at all i think Mm -hmm. left and liberal are entirely different ideologies like liberal liberalism encompasses what we call liberals and conservatives today and it is pro-market uh, pro free election ideology, and I think that uh, you know leftism, socialism, communism, or like and anarchism are like v- different parado- paradigms. And so uh, I don't consider liberals more left than conservatives. I consider them, you say, more progressive. But um, anyway, I'm being on a tangent. But I, yeah, I just, I just have, I kind of made peace with like how fucking hopeless I feel about uh, everything like months ago, and and there's nothing in you know besides a few like fucking people in the house of representatives uh there is nothing signaling to me that there's going to be anything good politically again <laughs> like i think <laughs> i think we're ruining the planet yeah cuz i mean if you look at the the right for example like the the trump movement i i don't see how the republican party even has a party 
Because yeah. Biden represents probably what they want totally for the most for the most part, mm-hmm. and then they've been taken over by Trumpism, and that's only going to become more intense as you know as time goes on. So how, how you know I don't <laughs> the future politically looks very grim, you know, just not good because one the left isn't going to allow a real a real left to emerge like it it should and the right is only going to become more extreme like just imagine someone more competent than trump like another galvanizing force right. i mean if he, if he dies in the next 5 years or something um, like one one of the peop- like one of the things going on a lot is uh people referring to how tucker carlson uh is appropriating like like he's speaking to very overt fascism while at the same time speaking to uh economic issues uh like he's he's one of the few public figures that will talk about wealth inequality uh but he's talking about it from a right-wing right-wing populist perspective which is like the breeding ground for fascist takeover you know it's like Mm. he's the scare like if there's not like the left needs to get ahead of that conversation in terms of um wealth inequality and environment like and and social breakdown and not give it a right-wing populist spin because that's like there's so much parallel in terms of just like uh you know like fucking nazism like in terms of the, the the pressures people feel and it's like in these times where people are so pressured either they're galvanized by a left wing transformative uh let's like fucking reform our society to give money and resources and ownership to the lower classes or in a right-wing populist way which is like uh turn your anger against immigrants or you know whoever and fucking wipe them out you know and it's like tucker carlson is 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 using the right language just to sell the wrong ideas and it's like going completely under the radar except for his feverish audience it's really scary that he like because you know the right has no problem adopting uh totally flaccid media personalities <laughs> nancy must feel good to have plans to be out of this fucking hellhole country oh and- yeah um we talked about if trump gets elected um we're out sooner because oh yeah um, yeah was- as, as soon as a country will open and let us in um, wow yeah because right now you can't go anywhere right we can't go anywhere right now um but you know i'm thinking maybe we even just go to iceland for a few months i don't know but um yeah because brian just quit his job so we're kind of we're kind of free to go wherever we want wherever job takes us so Hmm. yeah we're not staying it just depends on when we leave yeah (laughs) <laughs> but i mean it's when. really it's just it's fucking it's making me sad because it's like you know it's this is my home and yeah i don't want to see it go to shit but i'm also worried that like you know if trump wins the rest of the world's gonna go to shit so am i really gonna be able to get away from it i don't know well but, you know so you're loyal to the confederacy I'm loyal to the, land. <laughs> to the <laughs> land. To the land. Let's be very specific. Come I like on. the mountains. <laughs> Let's see that flag. Uh, no. Anyway, is there anything related to this that we want to say about Enneagram? No. No. 
Plus, I've got to well, get to bed. I, I'm just going to frame it as a BHE election special. I also don't think many people are very focused on anything but the election right now. Exactly. It's going to be that There's, way for a couple of weeks at least. Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, so you non-social types can make me happy. My birthday is on Friday, so make sure you wish me a happy birthday. All right. Thanks for letting us know. <laughs> You're welcome. I don't care if people remember my birthday. I just want attention. So. Yeah, Emma, isn't your birthday soon too? Yeah, it's uh, on the fifth. But I usually oh, don't really? tell me. I don't usually tell anybody. I feel like we've <laughs> discussed this. But before. it's going to be on the podcast, so that if yeah, hundred people hear about it. Yeah. Oh fuck! I mean, Emma's birthday be... special. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the editor, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if it makes it on there. So we'll need to mention it a few more times. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you had the same birthday as my aunt. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my birthday sometimes ends up on being election. I think it yeah, was same election day when uh obama first won i i mm. distinctly remember sitting there thinking it was just it felt special yeah and it was and i just turned 25 and i was like Aww. wow <laughs> it's a weird feeling yeah you're an old man i know <laughs> how old are you gonna be 37 oh Okay. I was like, that is that was, not that's what getting I was scary. Expected. Yeah, that was the first 37 was like, oh shit, what? That's getting to be older than me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David is eternal. Yeah. 37 is like, god damn. Really? I forget how much younger I am than you guys when I'm talking to you. What are you like, 25? I'm turning 25, yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm like half of y'all's age. Not Jesus you. Christ. I'm 14 with a hormone problem. <laughs> I'm 55 with a hormone problem. <laughs> I remember what it felt like when I was turning 25. I was like, oh shit. That was the first time I felt like I was getting old. Well, I'm out of the I'm out of the 18 to 25 range now. Like I'm, yeah. I'm out like the 26 to 30. So now, now are we can consummate finally? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I I have a thing for 50 and over. Yeah. I do, <laughs> uh, I do know that. <laughs> They're my favorite. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll pull out the gray hairs. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Warriors oh, and kings that. getting together. <laughs> <laughs>